Welcome to Mina's Motivations. God has placed so much on my heart and I need to get it out. I have been reading, studying, and learning. I have been growing in my faith and social justice awareness. And now it's time for me to share with you my revelations. I hope you enjoy. Hi, you guys. So I'm going to read Matthews 14. And this is about the death of John the Baptist and how his head is literally on a platter, y'all. So, yeah, read your Bible. Matthew 14. At the time, Herod the ruler heard reports about Jesus, and he said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the dead, and for this reason, these powers are at work in him. For Herod had arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had been telling him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Though Herod wanted to put him to death, he feared the crowd. Because they regarded him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company. And she pleased Herod so much that he promised an oath to grant her whatever she may ask. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist here on a platter. The king was grieved, yet out of regard for his oath and for the guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison. The head was brought on a platter and given to the girl who brought it to her mother. His disciples came and took the body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Oh my gosh. So imagine a bloody head on a platter. Just picture that. The next verse says, Feeding the 5,000. Now when Jesus heard this, he was withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. So Jesus is so hurt from his friend John the Baptist dying, and he's still healing the sick. I love Jesus. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were 
about 5,000 men besides women and children. Okay, y'all, the reason why I paused is I thought that a little boy had brought some loaves and fish. Okay. We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. All right. So where did the little boy come from? Anyway, moving on. We're on chapter 14 of Matthews, verse 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against him. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart! It is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got on the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So in chapter 14, you have John the Baptist that literally has died. He, his head got cut off. It was put on a platter for Herod's daughter. Then you have Jesus take five loaves and hold up. Let me double check because I don't want to misspeak. Five loaves and two fish. We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. He multiplies that. Bam, that's the miracle and craziness right there. Then we have Jesus walking on water. And Peter is also walking on water until he gets scared. So just imagine the things that we can do if we trust in God. And even when the world is our storm, people can cause a storm in our mind. Jesus is right there. That's some nice stuff. Hope y'all enjoyed. Bye. Hey, y'all. I'm going to try to read this poem. I have not been on my podcast in an extremely long time. <laughs> anyway, you ready? Sure. I have Eric doing my beats back here. I am chocolate. I am dark. I am amazing like a water part. I may not see people like me on TV, but that doesn't mean I'm ugly. I am chocolate. I am dark. I can succeed. I can do my part. I am chocolate. I am dark. I am attractive and very smart. I am chocolate. I am dark. I sometimes feel alone and apart. I sometimes feel like lighter is better. I feel like the grass is greener and wetter. Skin shouldn't determine how I am seen, but it does. While I'm done working for others, I'm taking off my gloves. I am chocolate. I am dark. I don't feel... <laughs> 
I am chocolate, I am dark. I don't want to feel apart. But if I dye my skin today, will that change me anyway? I am chocolate, I am dark. I was gorgeous from the start. I don't need TV guys <laughs> to confirm a beauty I already had. Okay. Hey everybody, I'm going to be reading from Psalms 23. Um, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. So the verse that I pulled out was, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So... To me, that means that God follows us and we just need to turn around and embrace his goodness. I don't know about y'all, but I have a problem. Uh, maybe a problem. Yeah, a problem accepting good things in my life sometimes. Whether that's good compliments, maybe I got good news, maybe something shows that I'm doing well in. It kind of freaks me out, especially since I have like this default negative vibe going on. But anyway, the question I had um, was, wait, that was a different question. Okay, so moving on to what this means to me, it means that I need to accept the goodness, the compliments, the small um, checks that people have given me because it is a way to accept the goodness that God, the goodness that follows me, that God gives. And I mean, we know that God uses anybody he wants, really, like people in your life that lift you up when you're in a dark spot, a dark place, like mentally. So I would encourage us to accept that goodness. And I'm here with you. Let's accept the goodness and mercy that follows us the days of our lives. If we decide to turn over our life and live for God. I hope this helped. Bye, y'all.